Welcome to the Fan Engagement Chat, the episode of the Fan Engagement Pod, where we hear about someone's approach to fan engagement. This episode is a chat with Scott Goodacre, who runs the online rule, publishers of the State of Football Social Media, new edition out now, which examines the use of social media by football clubs globally, and is thought to be the biggest survey of social media staff in football in the world. He adds that if it's not, he's going to claim it until someone else tells him otherwise. Whatever it is, it's a really important contribution to understanding how clubs use technology and social media to listen or not. His work overlaps with the Fan Engagement Index's measurement of Twitter as a listening channel. We chat about listening, not broadcasting, why content isn't king and why clubs need to stop reaching for the post scheduler. You can find the state of football social media results and more on the work of The Online Rule at theonlinerule.com. Scott also runs digital marketing agency Scott Digital. You can also find out how your club did in the Fan Engagement Index 2019-2020, where you can also register to access the Fan Engagement Hub, that's for free, where you can also find more detailed data and case studies from the 2019-2020 Index. Enjoy the show. This stuff is the future. 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 There we go, started recording. Right, Mark, um, Scott, sorry, I don't know why I called you Mark. I'm going to leave that in the recording because I think I'd, it, it serves as a reminder for, for thinking before I open my mouth. Um, so, S- Scott, you've you've been running the online rule. I mean, it's been one of those things where you've, I know you've got a digital marketing agency, Scott Digital, which is your sort of, you know, your day job. This is your passion, right? This is yep. something, um, the online rule that you, you know, you've looked clearly looked at, um, the the online world of football and said, hang on a minute, there's some commentary to be done here and there could be some useful things I can say um, and um, there could be some measurements. Now, the interesting part for me is that some of what you're doing, and it was completely unbeknown to me because I didn't know you existed until a year and a half ago, really, um, was that in the Fan Engagement Index, uh, I was scoring uh, clubs for their use of Twitter as a supporter services or a more traditional customer service sense, a customer services channel. I was measuring that and scoring clubs on it and there were remarkably few. Uh, and you were doing something not a million miles away with your sort of state of social media. So do you want to just tell us a little bit about, tell us a little bit about um, the state of social media thing and a little bit about the, more about the online rule. Do it whichever way around you want. You want to tell us about the online rule first? Maybe that's better. And yeah, then... focus on the kind of the, the wider website. Yeah. So it was, um, it was just something that I started with a, a friend back in kind of December 2013, mainly because we both had interests in sport. Um, it started with kind of wider sport, looking around the world and stuff. And we also had an interest in running websites, writing content. We'd met as kind of journalism students. So it just it kind of made sense. because something that we enjoyed and had an interest in. So it was a way of kind of combining a few areas with that. Um that I set up with kind of left after about a year or two um, professional life having a family and all that kind of took over for him and I've pretty much run it on my own since then get a lot of kind of guest writers and stuff for it you get some good conversation and feedback there's a nice little community I think that's built up a little bit around the kind of especially on Twitter on the social media side um, and the state of football social media really was me trying to move into more of the I suppose something useful and insightful into the content and actually speaking to the people who run these accounts and saying, okay, what are your priorities? What are you doing? 
because as far as I was aware, there was nothing like that happening in the industry at all. Every industry survey you would see looking at social media professionals, no one ever said, do you work in sport? Do you work in football? It was all the kind of the standard consumer facing kind of things, you know, do you work in retail services, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it went from there, really. And so the third one we've done um, should be publishing the results, hopefully during March at some point. And it's been the biggest one as well. So, it's, you know, it's, it's doubling pretty much every time in terms of the number of people who contribute to it. We got 100 this time, which might not sound like a huge amount, but I think when there's no one else looking at this industry, it is quite nice to get those kind of numbers. And plus, if you think about it, if we're limiting ourselves just to football social media accounts, you know, ideally one person or one member of staff from every club, that's, you know, nearly 100 clubs that we've actually managed to capture something for, which would cover the kind of top four leagues in England, but actually stretches around the world in the men's and women's game as well. So, so um, everyone talks about engagement, and it, mm. social it means something. Um, it seems to kind of mean um, a whole plethora of things. When I when I think of engagement, what I'm thinking about is 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 essentially kind of relational. It's about conversations with people. It's about listening to people, um, uh, and it's about you know it's about a human. It's a it's a very human process. Whereas engagement in social media can 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 mean you know do, well, explain it for listeners to tell, tell you know what is engagement when it comes to social media because i think actually some of these things are important to get down because clubs people in you know sort of saying well, we need to engage more on social media well let's let's be clear about what that means because engagement doesn't always mean what i mean mean it to mean in in, in the public relations and stakeholder engagement fun engagement sphere so just tell us a little bit about that yeah, I mean, engagement on social media to me is the act of actually responding to the people that you are supposed to be communicating with. So if they have questions, they have comments, they direct anything towards you, literally just responding to that in some way, shape or form. Um, and the reason I get on my high horse a little bit with it is I think it's never been easier, even just to like something that somebody kind of a fan tweets to you or something like that, or a Facebook comment or a Facebook post on Instagram. It's It's a dialogue. The whole point of social media was to be social. Um, you know, if you remove the social aspect of it, you might as well be broadcasting. So I go down this route of, you know, how often are teams replying to their fans? How often are they asking questions and actually doing something with the responses? Because you see that a lot where, you know, some clubs will put out, hey, what do you think the score is going to be today? And then they'll have 100 responses and they've never done a single thing with it. It's probably a scheduled like social media post or something like that. And they just they just don't bother. Um, and I see it as rude <laughs> for starting point, but just basic to be honest with you. But engagement for me is just literally that. It's if we ask a question, you respond, having a dialogue and having a conversation. Um, but the engagement in, engagement in social often means whether someone's, you know, that that can mean on the part of the user, can't it? That the user has yeah. liked it or something like that, for example. Um, and and engage where you know, yeah, I mean that's a very very narrow definition of engagement. And so you'll get, so for example, I was looking at, um, you know, not always the best example at the moment, but certainly we'll do in this case is Barcelona published something months back about their engagement stats and how they had 60 billion, trillion, whatever it was. Um, and I sort of responded and said, well, that's all well and good, but what do those statistics actually break down as? What do they mean? Are you, are you talking about you're having conversations with all these people or are you, or is it just that someone has shared it or clicked, um, clicked something on it? click through um and it's sort of trying to do and it's an interesting one because you're someone who comes from 
you're someone from who who's worked from a marketing perspective you come into via media relations yes but yep. journalism right and i'm always interested in people's sort of professional perspective and background because i don't think when it comes to communications i'm not sure people quite understand the differences between say you know when when you when you come at it from a you know if i talk about coming at it from a marketing perspective it is distinct from the perspective i tend to come from which is public relations and tends to be about the very root of a relationship and the and the you know the actual engagement and, and stuff between between an institution and its stakeholders and the people who you know care about the organization etc uh, or you know or its customers and um um you you uh, you know, when it comes to marketing and such, we can get very um, uh, we can get very obsessed with what you know. We're trying to work out whether we're generating some kind of um, return, you know, and whether there's a path a path to a sale. Essentially, mm -hmm. now you can you you run a marketing agency, but you reckon, and it's interesting because actually Dan McGeechee is the same, who's the guy who helped me to to actually formulate the measurement for for the for the um fan engagement index on social you know and, and 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 whether whether you know similar kind of measurements to you so you you know you're coming at it from from not from what i would say the sort of traditional view of you know do you find that in terms of how most people are running social accounts or being expected to run social accounts that they are doing you know it's basically we'll tweet for likes you know we'll tweet for clicks yeah, absolutely. I mean, and sometimes I think it's the football clubs in particular fall into the trap that I try and advise other businesses out of, which is just we need to post five or six times a day. Um, you know, and they're almost trying to hit quotas rather than actually thinking, <clears throat> what will this content do for the football club? How, how is it actually helping the fans? How is it adding value in any way, shape or form? There's literally just almost like a filling in the blanks, filling in the numbers aspect of it. Right. And is that something that um you know, we've got to be very careful to constantly be banging on about strategy but strategy is an important thing is that is that absence of strategy is it is it to do with as dan you know has said um on the he did the first podcast with me actually but you know as he said that you will get people who are predominantly media or journalism students and so their their take is it's about content um what you do and what happens when the content is out there well pfft, you know, and then as Fiona Green from Winners says, well, what what's the measurement there? What you know, what is and it comes to your point then? What's the what's the actual net response of that? Okay, it might be a sale, but is there a conversation that develops? Do you do you even know? Do you know that that stuff even works? So a lot of it then is so it's a combination, isn't it? It's then it's a combination of people not perhaps. Um, you know, not setting a strategy for it, not appreciating the role of the tool as a, as a, you know, it can be a marketing device, it can be a device for just listening and communication, etc. Can be a device of broadcast um, and just put pumping information out. And then, secondly, perhaps I don't want to dis, dis, you know, I don't want to have a pop at any of the people running social accounts, but sometimes maybe not even necessarily the wrong people, but people coming in who are. You know, you have the expectation that this is about putting out content, or it's about putting click-throughs. You know, yeah, because because everybody's doing that. So I think there's a there's definitely an element where they're they're copying other clubs and going, okay, well the clubs are just pushing stuff out, so we have to come and just push stuff out all of the time. 
I don't necessarily blame anyone because I think it's you know these are very high pressured, difficult jobs. You've got especially at the minute in lower leagues when games are coming thick and fast, and you might have a team of three people trying to put out two match day programs, all the online content, populating the website, planning everything. But when I um, asked the question in the survey this year, you know, do you have a documented social media strategy? I thought it would be quite eye opening. And out of 94 people, 54 people said they don't. So they don't actually have anything written down that says this is how we're going to use our social channels. They literally just use their social channels. And it's it's endemic across all businesses. I mean, I do a lot of um, business coaching with small businesses. And again, you know, they just they don't have anything that says this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. They'll have it in every other aspect of their business. But social just doesn't seem to have that for a lot of people. Um, there's also an idea that they're doing things just because other people are doing it rather than actually having this is our approach, this is what we want to get out of it. But at the same time, um, out of the 94 people, we had probably around about oh, 80%, nearly 90% of people said that actually social media is either somewhat or very important to their overall marketing strategy, but they don't have anything documented to actually say how we're going to use it. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because if you send, say, say if you send someone to a meeting to speak at a conference, let's say, for example, and to be the public face of your organisation, um, on you know I used to do it all the time I used to have to go I used to you know do you know whether it was national or local radio or television or whatever it was um, uh, I would I would uh, th- there would be a sort of set of rules I mean it would so happen that I tend to have written the rules because I was in charge of communications but nonetheless anyone else who had to go out and talk on behalf of the organization we said okay this is the basis on which you do it um we frame what they say it might be something that they can be a bit freer with so you know just remember not to you know stray into this or whatever it was if there was a necessary brief or whatever um you know and there would be things you wouldn't you know you wouldn't be able to talk about you know just just things that might be libelous or whatever and so you have a a set of norms and values and rules and everything and yet it is it's a curiosity that what is it 14 years after twitter I think it was 2007, wasn't it? Something yeah, like that. roughly that time frame. 14, 14 years later, that businesses and, um, you know, we're talking about clubs in particular, obviously, but, but uh, you know, are, are not treating it in exactly the same way as any other um, area of their communications of any sort. And you actually, you know, I, I do find it curious that there are, a, that, that, that when I sometimes, when I say, so the way I try to treat social, and this has been a learning process for me over, over that period of time, is the way I try to treat it is, is I'm having a conversation with a person or people, mm. and I try to think how I would be with them um, if I was their person to person. And of course, there are some things you can do that are slightly different with social, you know, you, you know, but actually, even, you know, showing the video, well, that's the same as holding a video in your hand and showing it to someone while you're talking to them, for example. So all of the interactions are very similar. And it's just a sort of, it, it is, it's almost as though it's, well, look, this is really easy. It gives us a chance to stick some stuff out. So let's just do that. In terms of managing as a small business, um, you know, and lots of football clubs are essentially small to medium-sized enterprises. They're corner shops in a world of, you know, superstores. Um, is it sensible within a within having a, a strategy? And let's be honest, a strategy just has to be a page of guidelines. Doesn't have to be much more than that. Yeah. Doesn't have to be pages and pages of stuff that you sit on the shelf. Just a page of guidelines, everything. Within that, do you you know? Is for example, one of the things that I've suggested before to someone 
online to a club online was look don't worry about immediate responses right some clubs can't do that why don't you schedule a window once a week where you answer questions you go right this friday every friday we're going to answer questions we might not always get to them all but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna endeavor to answer every single question that gets sent in and we will spend an hour every friday answering that do you do clubs you know the clubs do you do club i don't see many clubs doing that do 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 or is it, is it a bit sort of all or nothing that either you have to have this amazing all-going conversation or there's no point doing it at all whereas i think people just want you to be you know even if it's an hour a week that would be sufficient hi i just want to take a quick moment to tell you about match day digital the world's first football first digital magazine platform bringing together premium paid content from clubs match day programs popular football magazines newspapers and high quality fan produced fanzines it's quite the list uh, match day digital brings football content and supporters together in a single app which allows clubs and other publishers to deliver their content to a much wider audience than they would through their own print or digital sites and apps all especially relevant obviously during this covid era you can download the app on Google Play and Apple Store. Go to matchdaydigital.co.uk for more. And if you're a club, drop the fellas over there a line. They're really friendly and I'm sure they'd love a chat with you about your needs. It's a starting point. Like I said, you know, the staff are absolutely stressed a bit. But can you imagine going into writing a programme without a page plan? Or without a set of, like, this is what we're going to have. This is our layout. This is our plan. Yet they approach something that allows them to speak to millions, of, if not billions of people around the world without any idea of kind of day to day, week to week, what actually might. And I'm talking about, you know, the percentage of clubs who said they don't have a strategy. Um, there'll be a, there'll be something in their head and they'll have something that goes around, but it's not documented down for people to refer back to or to know. Um, it's kind it is a bit follow the leader, to be honest with you, as I said before. It's just, you know, what, what's everyone else doing? That's the kind of thing that we're going to do. So are there any are there any sort of sports? Let's let's you know, let's ditch football for a couple of minutes and, and think about um, uh, you know, look outside because I think that's a really good thing for everyone to do in football. Sometimes I think we're all too busy navel gazing, thinking it's the greatest thing in the world, and when actually there might be some much better stuff out there that we can copy. So if you're looking at another sport or another industry, um, you know, is there is there another industry, another sport, or a company, a club, what have you, organisations that you look at and go, yeah, I really are. I think that's really good, actually. I like the way they communicate online. Um, the, the biggest trend that you see at the minute on social media is that a lot of the big brands are moving away from the idea of even using organic social media. Um, you know, they're not posting for free. They're not using the kind of standard timelines on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Instead, they're going down the advert route. So they recognise that this is a route to kind of making more sales, making business. They're not investing the time anymore to the organic side of it at all, which I think is quite an interesting movement. I don't, I don't know whether football could necessarily get involved with it, but as a sport, it sits between those two ideas. So there's no club that just goes fully advert on their social media feed. At the same time, there's no club that goes, okay, we're not selling. Organic social doesn't necessarily get us anywhere. Let's now do all the pure engagement and conversation and kind of fan stuff. They, they sit right in the middle. And they're probably one of the only clubs that does that. I'm curious about, um, without going on too far down this particular fork in the road, I'm curious about why brands, companies, organisations, in an era where people are, well, you certainly read a lot about it, and I think it is there is some, a large amount of truth in it, in an era where 
consumers are starting to say, I want to be associated with values as well as a good product. Mm. Right. And they actually think those things and purpose is a big thing in companies. Um, you know, so in an era where that sort of stuff becomes more important and a kind of human face of a, of a company and an organization becomes more important, a brand becomes more important. You're saying that a lot of companies are moving away from the ability from, from actually having conversations with people. So, so that seems to me to be counterintuitive and slightly stupid. Yeah, it's especially it's, it's on their main brand accounts. So if you look at the likes of Cadbury, I mean, Apple famously have never sent a kind of an organic tweet. Um, or any old kind of organic Facebook post. Cadbury are starting to follow that kind of thing. Kellogg's, those kind of bigger companies mm. are doing it more. Um, there's only really the likes of Innocent Smoothies, who everyone kind of throws as an example of kind of engagement, who have committed fully to that, right? We're just going to engage with people and we're going to post to everyone once or twice a week, if that. So, 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 so okay. So then that sort of starts to point to why clubs perhaps consider engagement to be less about uh, uh, social the use of social media to be less about actually listening and engaging in the way that we talk about it with people because they'll be getting it in the ear from from um from advisors saying well this is the route you need to go down but then what 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 concerns me and i suspect you too is that that's all well and good if you're cadbury and you're this enormous problem and then incidentally i don't necessarily think that's a good idea because in terms of in terms of reputation management you know, in terms of managing your reputation as a, as a brand and, and, and engaging with stakeholders is part of how you manage your reputation, about how you manage yourself as a brand and organisation. Having a, having a way to be able to talk with people, um, let's just say when something goes wrong, is an incredibly useful thing. Because I can't see how any brand can manage a crisis properly if it can't get to the people it needs to convince and if all it does is slap an advert up, you know, and and what and seek engagements, then that strikes me as that. I remember some years ago reading. I think it was actually in Private Eye, and it was slightly mocking um, the, the 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 sort of the social media marketing industry, for saying you can earn money out of social media. You can it can be an income driver, and saying. But no one's managed to make that work. It just doesn't. It's it's not what it is. What it is is it's a t you know. And this was as I said, this is private eye, you know. Um, and it was very wise. And it, this is it's a, it's a tool of. This isn't what the tool's about. That's what it was saying. The tool. This isn't. And and actually, what it seems to me is is that there's a risk there that those big brands and therefore clubs, if they're not careful, are actually changing what social media is. So it ceases to be social media. It just becomes a billboard. So you're not, you don't have social media. You're not using social media. Instead, what you're doing is just advertising to people. So call it an advertising channel and stop pretending it's, it's anything other than that. So then we shouldn't really be having a conversation about the uses of Twitter or something when it comes to football. And maybe this is a useful point to sort of introduce. Um, look, maybe the mistake we've all made because Twitter has to try to earn a return and it's got all of these investors that are demanding money back because they're not going to invest forever um, without, without substantial returns. Maybe it's time we started to say, well, okay, as an open social media channel, Twitter is, Twitter is brilliant. It can be very useful. However, actually as a tool for engagement and dialogue, we need to start looking in other places. 
and, and maybe there are other tools for this that aren't the open type and that are actually more closed environments yeah quite possibly i mean um you, know, you were talking about bang the table weren't you before about this this kind of thing and having i mean dugout actually is one that's kind of cropped from nowhere in the past couple of years that has tried to become this kind of this closed book if i'm honest with you and then um, trying to make sure they've they get that engagement through those channels and um, they're trying to you know they're trying to empower teams and individuals the players to become these little content creators and content machines themselves and aim to try and monetize that following as well so there's a there was an interesting one kind of a, a blurred line yeah. of in there you know what i mean i think it's what um well, there's another there's a there's a um there's another company called um a f- a football fan um so you know it's basically a football social network and they're talking about now is they've been running an investment uh it's, it's closed now but they've been they were, they were running a, a share issue and saying now is the time for i think it's vertical mm. uh, channels instead of horizontal channels and so you're actually niche you know what i would call niche niche social um media channels so so people are kind of feeling around for these and it's sort of in a way if you're talking about engagement I know, you know, uh, uh, it, I remember when I did the podcast um, with unofficial partner to launch the first fan engagement index in 29 in November 2019. You can go back if people want to, they can go to unofficial partner and they'll find it. And Mark Catlin was one of the, the chief executive of Portsmouth uh, and myself were the guests on the programme. And we were talking about social and, you know, Mark was saying, you know, the problem is, is that if you do badly in a game, you know, some some of the responses, for example, to the chairman or the owner, it can be pretty nasty. Well, why don't we why don't we um, instead of eschewing and I'm, this is I'm not suggesting this is what Mark does because he, he actually doesn't at all. But instead of eschewing Twitter, so like, well, we won't use Twitter then because that's sometimes the response of people. Yeah, as though it's zero. You know, it's either Twitter or nothing. Well, okay, so let's park our let's park our um, our concerns about Twitter too much. Manage that to some extent because that gives you a, a town hall it gives you a kind of well it's it, it gives you it gives you a, an open environment to communicate with people and engage with people and listen um and it's very it can be like the wild west you can manage environments if you what you can block and mute and stuff but yeah i get it it's a it's like going out on a match day on the public streets before a game like some chief executives do and talking to fans right sometimes you might get one who comes up to you and calls you something rude or you know doesn't like what you're doing so why don't we just why don't we say okay fine but when we're trying to do our really structuring engagement with our fans then we'll have social networks internal social networks which any fan can be part of they have to give their name um and, and they have to identify themselves in the same way as you would sign into a meeting of you know a fans forum and we can have open conversations. I mean, you know, there's trust involved because you have to trust the club not to get upset with you and ban you if you ask something they don't like, because that has happened. Yeah. But, you know, that that's that's an opportunity, isn't it? It's There's an opportunity there to say we can have environments which are social, which are online, but are not the wild west of Twitter. And maybe that's the route we have to go down. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that mechanism exists in a lot of clubs in the terms of, you know, the membership clubs and stuff that teams already have set up. They've kind of got that data and got that information and expanded that to their own internal social networks probably wouldn't be a kind of a huge stretch. And that, that would give them the level of control that they're after. Um, I mean, it would remove some of the well, the negative comments and stuff that you mentioned, you'd imagine, to an extent. But it would be more controllable. Yeah, they can have a say in what happens. 
And it kind of, it's how they should be using social media now, in my opinion, because fostering that engagement and that trust and that interaction does lead to sales. It does lead to revenue. It does lead to, because it leads to like foster an advocacy for something. It's quite a straightforward marketing strategy. Well, it, it is most definitely for you mm. and you see the logic in it, but the problem is always going to be that unless you can demonstrate an immediate return on investment, then a lot of clubs are not going to be interested because they're always, you know, they're being, they're being, you know, pressured into delivering a, a quick return, you know, a mass, you know, a twenty percent increase in the shirt sponsorship, for example, you know, when you've got unrealistic targets like that, based on nothing other than someone's view that that's what we should be getting because that's what they think it's worth, um, you know, and this is in conversations with people in that, in you know, the marketing marketing area commercial area who, who are having conversations with clubs like this where they're saying they're being told they have to find another 20 grand a year when there's no reason why they should be able to find that it's just the view of the owner or the chief executive mm. so it's, this does it comes down to 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 choices being made um by people who you know sometimes don't necessarily have the intricate knowledge you need and people looking for the return on investment this is why I totally agree with you. The, the the point of the point of engagement, and the, and I think in the modern era, in the era we're in, the advocacy concept is something that's really important, isn't it? Yeah. That, that and and actually, if you think about it with fans, you know, if if you get if tra- fans get treated nicely, uh, and people smile at them as they come in the gate, after you've got over the initial shock that you're being smiled at by a steward. <laughs> Sorry to all stewards out there. Um, after you get out of that initial shot, you know, if you're treated nicely, you will talk nothing but positive things about your club. You, you know, you, we are the best advocates, aren't we? So we, so clubs are missing a trick there, aren't they? They're... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an absolutely huge trick. I mean, um, there's an example that I always use with people when I do um, any kind of like coaching and training sessions is to ask somebody, you know, can you tell me about the last time you had a negative experience? And they will tell you the last time they walked into a shop or went to a restaurant and the experience was really, really bad. Then if you say this one, how could they make that better? All they describe is the bare minimum you would expect of any business when you walk in, like the shop assistant just literally saying, enjoy the rest of your day. And like you said, the steward's smiling. You're going to lose listeners. But um, all it takes is that basic level of engagement, actually. And that's above and beyond what most businesses and football clubs probably do online, mm. just to take the time. Um, I'm familiar with Buffer, who do the it's one, like a social media management tool that you can get. And I always remember years ago doing like a little kind of competitional survey for them and getting a handwritten note in the post, you know, with the kind of, it'll, it's, it's handwritten, it's personal, it's just something that is difficult to scale, but actually just shows that you care. That's why whenever people write into football clubs and like that, that letter that Klopp sent to somebody a few weeks ago that started going viral on Twitter, because it, it's so rare that when it happens, it makes headlines and actually really, it should be normalised. I think it's, um, there's a Spurs legend, I can't remember the name of the, the player, but I think is it Gary Mabbitt? I think Gary Mabbitt has been making the yeah, phone calls. Yeah, making phone calls, but that's now just filtered into becoming the background because it's happening. Like because he's done something like seven hundred, a thousand, or something. He's done a lot of phone yeah. calls to people. Yeah, brilliant, cracking initiative that they're doing. Great, yeah. let's normalise that. Yeah, let's not see making that. It the yeah, rare scenario. That it yeah, is. yeah. Let's let's see that as the standard. So look, um, have um, have clubs then? Do we think missed an opportunity over this awful period of the pandemic? Um, because my suspicion is that there hasn't certainly since football started again in um, towards the end of last year in the sort of autumn time 
there are a lot of clubs. Um, well, it wasn't this restarted in about June, didn't it? Something like yeah. that. Um, is that a lot of clubs kind of stopped engaging? Um, you know, they they were very quick to engage, and then they kind of stopped doing it. Do you think that was a revert to type, reverting to type, or was that simply? I mean, it's arguable also. You know that it was partly down to the fact that the resources of these clubs have, has been because of furloughing. You know, they've lost a lot of staff and that kind of thing. What What's your sort of sense of it? Is it is is this perhaps just say reverting to type? Is this the norm again that that clubs? I, are... I think so. I think it's been a bit of a rubber band thing where I think it was stretched and stretched and stretched at the start of the pandemic, and then it's literally just rebounded back to the shape it was originally. Um, so clubs did some really really good things during the start of the lockdown. Everton had like virtual concerts taking place. There would, um, it was Notts County did a nice football in the community initiative, getting people active and encouraging people to take their exercise and to send in clips and stuff. People got really, really good at it. And then the football came back and went, oh, great, we don't have to worry about this anymore. Football's back on the cards, everyone. And then it just, for the majority of clubs, it got it, it just got dropped. As quickly as it came in, it was gone again. Um, and it, it is just, like I say, it's a massive shame is how I look at it. Missed opportunities to actually be part of the community and something a little bit bigger than yourself. 